One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One Aslan ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass. The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass. The wheel of time turns and ages Welcome to the Books from Earth podcast. Now you will relive your favorite science fiction, fantasy, and apocalyptic literature. If you haven't read the book covered by this episode, do know that there will be lots of spoilers. Enjoy this story again with us, the Books from Earth podcast. Time to relive a favorite book. All right, Lee and Reese, welcome back to Books from Earth. Last night, we watched the fourth episode of The Wheel of Time together and had a very enjoyable time. And now we're going to talk about it. Um... Is there anything in particular that you guys just are so excited about that you want to talk about right now? Yes. She, I'm sure is. Awesome. Go okay. for it, Lee. So I'm so excited that, well, I'm pretty sure that that's the dragon with the Naneve. Like, I'm just so excited that it's a female and that she's a badass. And like, you know, I'm just very excited about that in particular mm-hmm. and and that i i love being right i love that i called it like that like it came sure out when, it, when it came out when it needed to like under under that so Duress. Duress. yeah i was when you said like um when we were talking before the show you said like you know well she hasn't really had a, a you said something along the lines of she hasn't really had a need to channel yet so like maybe that's what's waiting for i was like right on the money lee right on the money (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's why i i'm i'm still not sold you had said there was verbiage that you used last night i think it's a distraction i don't think she's it all right i think i said i a a very powerful one at that Mm -hmm. all right so you do not believe that nynaeve is the dragon reborn no. All right. I, I mean, it would make sense the way they worded it when uh, Maureen was talking to the self-proclaimed dragon, and he uh, she said she's like a like a ball of sun or some shit like that, and then she like literally bursts out this huge blue orb of energy and just wipes his ass out um, and heals everybody, and 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 literally healed everybody. <laughs> everybody in a singular swift motion right you know what i mean like but i just still don't think that's it right so why do you think that um I, why do you guys think that like well i think you already answered it so never mind well i, I was gonna, like she needed to be able to channel at that moment why do you think that she hasn't channeled in front of people before i don't think she knew okay she she may have had an inkling of Mm -hmm. that she had a a special ability but maybe she wasn't uh capable of Mm -hmm. harnessing yet okay or channeling you know she didn't so maybe the the duress kind of forced it upon her right so going back to like her in the pool with the trollic right was that not like her own life was that not enough reason for her to channel nobody was around nobody was looking no okay she channel she channeled because like it came out because she got a thing for mr samurai and everybody was like dying and she was like so on such another level being like, no. And she's yelling, no, mm-hmm. you know, cause she doesn't want it to be that way. Like right. she's the kind of person who like, she wouldn't, I don't think it would come out just to save herself. Like, wow. All right. All right. So you think it's got to come out under special circumstances? I think so. Cause it would have come out when she was with the Trollocs or whatever, like, because like before she even got to the pool and was just running away, you know, like she could have whipped it out at any time. Mm-hmm. She did kind of seem like at the end when she had her hair, like it was it, like, you know, the brain had gone and it was like over her. 
Like that was, um, she looked kind of like almost embarrassed. Like she knew she could do it though. Yeah. Or something like she seemed knowing at the end, like you guys all saw it. Well, yeah. the other thing too, like she's had a braid the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what leads me to believe that she's an Aes Sedat. Cause okay. that's where they draw the from is their braid. I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. it helps them. Awesome. Every guy has a braid mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, you know? Moraine, she's got maybe the little braids that go across the yeah, side yeah, with the yeah. blue. She doesn't have a big braid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alana's got um, the three in the back. That's like her hairstyle and her outfit is banging, by the way. But, um, you know, Alana's got those three that are in the back. Leandrin has her little like braids that are on the side. Yeah. Ooh, can we can we jump over to Leandrin for a second? Because we got to kind of uh, know her a little bit better. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> called that shit when we were talking last night. I said she's up to something slick and she's doing some kind of it seems like mutiny type thing mm-hmm. where she's like trying to rally some troops to maybe overthrow the what seat. they call the seat. The Amarillin seat. Yeah. Yeah. She's up to something sneaky. Sneaky. And, and the one lady was like, you've talked to everyone else. Why haven't you talked to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Karene. Karene. Yeah. yeah. She was like, what's going on, Leandrin? You're like sowing some dis- dis- uh, dissension in the ranks. You know, why haven't you come to me with your ideas? Real good. She, know- yeah. it she, know- she knows she couldn't flip her. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So why do you think she was talking to Nynaeve? Which also, I just want to point out the, <laughs> I love the little thing where she's going up and is just like, um, what's your name, Nynaeve? <laughs> and I love it for a couple reasons, but yeah. <laughs> I know that Le- her name's Leandrin. That is correct. She, she can sense it in Nynaeve. Ah, so you think sense. that you think that women can cha- can sense other women channelers? Well, they can also just sense something special because think about Moraine and Lan. They tracked the five of them, not necessarily just Egwene. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? She's the only female. Well, no, Nanive was another one, but there were three guys in that group. Right. That she also thinks could be the dragon. Mm-hmm. So how is Moraine tracking three three guys? I don't think it's just a they can. I don't think it's just a, a female thing. I don't think. I think they can track it in in all people. Okay. All right. So the it seems like it's it seems like the tracking had more to do with age right Mm. because remember moiraine was saying that it was the four of them she was looking for four of them right and all four of them were 20 years old and the reason she did ask nynaeve um when she was in the cave with her um she got out of her how old she was she said you're about you know you haven't had your braid for more than a year and Nynaeve was like, it's been five years, right? Yeah. Right. So maybe that's why she left her like thinking, you know, it's not her, but turns out maybe, maybe the prophecy was wrong. Right. What was the prophecy? So the prophecy she said, Moraine said that 20 years ago, a woman named Guitara Moroso, whose like eyes were so white that she couldn't see anything like foresaw the dragon reborn being born and set Moiraine out on her quest, right? To find the dragon reborn. So like. So she was off by five years, you mean? Or she could have been off by five years. Yeah. So do you think that, so you think Moiraine could sense that Nynaeve could channel, you know, listening to the winds? yeah awesome all right i like it i like it and you think that moraine can sense that maybe 
like can all three of the boys channel do you think no okay i think they all have their own different special abilities okay channeling makes you go mad if you're male though apparently yes. yeah so and so far the um the sneaky guy what's his name matt, matt. we were thinking his well he just like murdered a whole family but it wasn't him it was the darkness coming from the blade and then it literally just used in like a vessel yeah kind of thing yeah so yeah he's just a puppet at this point he's got yeah. no control of what i mean when when the darkness consumes him he can't control shit mm -hmm. you know but you know when it subsides he has full control of his emotion but i think that's that's going to play a big role at some point mm -hmm. do, you think, do you think there are any other explanations uh for the murdered family is maybe it wasn't matt is it possible it could be yes because it could be that rider that was there okay all right so it could be either of them. i mean i think it's him because it showed him going with like the darkness going back in mm -hmm. ah of. yeah 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 nice i feel like it him and the writer just like used the darkness being used or coming out like led the writer there or something mm -hmm. no 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 there's another it could have been the dark being because he was hiding up in the fucking raptors mm -hmm. and matt went to go look for him mm-hmm <laughs> Do you think? Maybe the family was already dead be by the time Matt got into the house. Mm -hmm. Because remember, he was like staring blankly up into the <laughs> up into the balcony and he's like, I see you. Mm -hmm. And that's when it just juts out and starts attacking all of them. Mm -hmm. So maybe, okay. maybe that uh whatever that creature, the Voldemort creature. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, killed the whole family before Matt even got into the house. I like it. I like it. And neither of you thinks, neither of you thinks that the black stuff going on with Matt and his mouth is like the corruption of the male channeling. I don't think so. It looks different from what the other male dragon stuff, It the stuff coming out of him is like, black from that evil city and like it showed he still had the knife or whatever thing from there okay so i feel like it's also from there and got it because there was no wispiness to it at all okay all right it was more like a patina instead of like the the threads yeah, yeah. then the threads that the 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 false dragon had were like dark colored but not not they weren't black. all the way jet black but at the same time um so they all they talk about the madness the madness the madness mm -hmm. right uh, false dragon had people talking to him behind him yeah and, and matt doesn't have that at least not yet maybe mm -hmm. right like who knows he may he may find he can channel or whatever but like as of right now as of as of episode four I don't see what we saw with the false dragon, you know, and they expelled the madness out of him or they gentled him or whatever. And, you know, I don't see that in Matt. Yeah. At all. all right. I like it. So we're, we're firmly on the Matt is having issues, not because he's a channeler, but because of that dagger. Because he's a thief. That's what I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. All right. All right, sounds good. I like it. Um, what about we, where we are at with uh, Perrin and um, and Egwene? Now, Lee, I noticed you wiping a tear from your eyes at the beautiful Maria Kennedy, uh, Maria Doyle Kennedy's speech um, about losing her daughter. I will tell you, I did the same thing the first time I watched it. I was like, oh my god, you know. Um, so what, like? Tell me what you guys think of the tinkers. What about their in their philosophy? Do you think they're suspicious? Like, what's going on? Because Perrin seems suspicious. Pa Perrin just can't 
believe that they could be that good kind of thing. Like the way the leaf in the, I oh mean, I jive with like everything that she's saying. It's just so cool. Um, I was very like taken by the whole like school of thought that, that she was like explaining, you know, and I found like a special place for them because they are, she mentioned that like, um, they knew violence and that's how, that's how they got to where they were. So it wasn't like they were like these perfect little things or anything that are like, oh, so virtuous. They're like, no, we've seen it. We felt it. And we, it's almost like they're making amends by like forever going forward, like yeah. doing it this way, yeah. you know, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a skeptical person by nature. Okay. This is why it's so fun to have the both of you on at the same time. <laughs> right. Or prove me wrong, but prove me in, you know what I mean? Like in some sort of way. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that there's a, there's a, I don't know that it's like a dangerous side to them, but like a sneaky side, like they're up to something. Um, like maybe the 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 grandson of the pacifists are uh he's trying to i don't know seduce or lure Egwene. maybe he maybe they sense that she's a channeler and, and that she can help them in some sort of way or something i don't know love it um love but it. At the same time what was that what was it? i can't remember Oh, oh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was extremely funny mm-hmm. uh, and got an internal, like, jumping for joy kick out of the fact that they have their own version of Rumspringa. I know. <laughs> I was fucking dying laughing on the inside. He was explaining, I was like, yo, these, this dude's talking about Rumspringa. Yeah. I was like, he, they get to leave the house and go experience the world. And a lot of them don't come back. Most of right. them do. <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, sidebar, that was absolutely hilarious to me. Love it. So Reese, can I, bef- when we were talking before, you said that you had a suspicion about Warren and that maybe she was trying to use, because she was bound by the three oaths, maybe she really wanted a Gwaine as a weapon. Yeah. Do you kind of think that the same thing might be going on with the Tinkers? That they're kind of like, that Aram, the grandson, is like maybe you said seducing her so that they can kind of get her and use her? As of what we've seen so far, the, the Tinkers don't know that she doesn't have the three oaths. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Um, unless you can sense it somehow. I don't know. You know what I mean? Can you can you sense a person hasn't taken their oath or some shit? You know what I mean? But like that's a great question. Lorraine asked her and she had no clue, right? But in the di- in the dialogue, you haven't the tinkerers don't know that, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, who knows? Maybe he just senses that she is a channeler somehow um, and and wants her on their side. Mm-hmm. Love it. You know? Love it. Is there, is there any possibilities that maybe it's a little more innocent instead of like, maybe he's- Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's not necessarily as dark as what, Maureen may be trying to do for her mm-hmm. um, but yeah having maybe just to protect them mm-hmm. so that they can grow exponentially as as one with the leaf mm-hmm. you know what I mean because of right now they're they're you know at the mercy of mercenaries and and robbers and beggar you know what I mean like they can get jumped on anytime Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't really do anything about it. We, they said we endure. Yeah. Well, well what, the log- what the hell logistically does that mean? You get your ass kicked and you pick up the pieces and keep rolling. Yes. You know what I mean? Like essentially that's what it is. It's and extreme 
extreme pacifism. That's what or I see. Or maybe just true pacifism. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I, I think I think that they want her as protection. Okay. All right, Lee, you've been, you've been, had a couple, I want to jump in moments. What's going on? So I definitely don't think that at all. I think they're like, a, like the, the tinkers are like a peaceful people who have like changed their ways um, because of their beliefs and how people jo- like, you know, come back to the earth and everything. And they seem very, I really like them like a lot. And I also, I think it's sort of that the, the woman, the grandma woman, she's like not old enough to be a grandma though. But the one that Perrin was talk- talking to, I feel like maybe she's like a former Aes Sedai and was like, and like left to, because of the violence or because of some, or something else really intense happened with, well, I know something intense happened with her, but like something deeper, you know, cause she seems special. Yeah. Sidebar, I like, I like the theory that she's a former Aes Sedai. All right. I love it. I do. Um, and I think that Perrin is going to, because of his guilt from what he's done, and she was literally like speaking right to his she heart. She was seeing into his soul with her words, like literally. I think she's also like Miss Cleo. She can see shit. You know what I mean? Like she, she harped right on the axe. Yeah. And, and he literally stopped in his tracks and couldn't keep walking for a second. Yeah. Because she, he so knew she was she, right. But do you think she no knows or? Like oh, I she, think she no knows. Okay. Awesome. I don't I, think she's just shooting in the dark. Okay. I love it. I, I think know. that she is knowing, but doesn't know exactly. She can see like the pain or something. I don't know. But not she's reading she the conversation and making assumptions based right. on his reactions. Like a but really I, good psychic. <laughs> I, I think Perrin's going to stay with them and like possibly like live their way of life. And if he doesn't, he's just going to take, he's going to take that with him. Like that, wherever he goes, like he's right. going to think twice use, before he right, uses maybe, violence. Maybe only use violence in absolute dire circumstances. Right. Right. I'm not sure if he would or not. So, but yeah. right. So it's, yeah. And so going back, like, the dream that we got in this episode where Perrin ran approaches Perrin and Perrin is taking a hammer to a person. Right. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think that's about? Maybe he's killing Matt. No, know. Matt walked behind him in the dream. I know, but like maybe it's foreshadowing killing Matt. Mm-hmm. Because Matt's going to go like wayward, just like when you get bit by a zombie or something, you mm-hmm. know, like, he, I think Matt might be lost at some point. Okay. Like un- unreturnable or something. Well, he, he was walking literally like zombie, like in that dream, he was like catatonic, right? walking by, literally oblivious to what uh, Perrin was doing. Might I lead you? in a direction that I am not sure about myself. Sure. Maybe like he was possessed. Oh, Matt. Matt not walking there. as if, I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, Matt. Matt. Yeah, Matt walking as if he were possessed. So. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, it, it makes a lot of sense as if, the darkness starts taking over it starts you know what i mean yeah he was standing in that house with all those people dead like he was possessed yeah yeah that's what i thought before he like snapped to it yeah well and then it came back in yeah yeah the darkness coming out of his mouth and then coming back in yeah all right so perrin taking the hammer to the person you think that that might be signifying matt I guess, or what's, what's creepy or what I've been thinking about is the dreams in general. Mm-hmm. 
Maureen said, be careful. Tell me when you have them because these dreams, she said something about the dreams being re like reality. They have meaning. They have like, like how all the bats, like there was one dead bat that ran through up or whatever, but then there was all the dead bats. I can yeah. give you the quote. Maureen said something along the lines of dreams here have power more than so than you know. Right. So I think the darkness is using dreams to like puppet people. Okay. Tell me more about that. So with that whole dream that was happening, if, if they puppeted several people all at once, then Perrin was puppeted, murdered one of the family members. Matt was definitely puppeted. And, um, and the, the dark rider was there just like overseeing his work or something <laughs> like, you know, until they all came to, but it was, it's, it just seems like what happens in the dream happens in real life too. So they're not really like dreams other than, other than like people being gotten mm -hmm. or maybe who did he grab at the end of that last dream? Cause rain. Mm-hmm. That the fire-eyed guy got a glane. So I think she'll be having dream next or be puppeted next. Ooh, Leah, love that. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, awesome. Our, what else can we talk about? What else do you guys want to talk about? Is there anything that you're just like, I really liked this? Because the my personal thing, the I loved Zoe Robbins, the woman who plays Nynaeve. I loved her acting in this. She's, she's, she's my favorite actor of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, she's doing a really good job. The dragon. The dragon. Yes. Your dragon. <laughs> my dragon. Your dragon. <laughs> um, I think she's doing a really fantastic job. Right. Like a couple of things that I really loved were when Lan gets up from the fire, the when with all the warders, her yeah. eyes just like she couldn't take her eyes off of them. And then she realized like what she was doing and realized that it was like people could see her and it was too yeah. vulnerable. It made her too yeah. vulnerable. So she like looked down. Oh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And then the other moment was at the end where she's looking around and is just like, who just saw that? Who saw that? And then the close up on her face where she's so fierce, but so afraid. Like- I like, I like the, uh, the transaction between her and Leandre. Leandre. Tell me, yeah, tell me about that. Like, what'd you like? I was like, she was, cause like you see her in vulnerable situations, you see her in uh, fierce, fight mode situations but this was like look bitch i know you're sneaky as shit i'm asking the questions here fuck you kind yeah. of you know yeah. what i mean and like her her acting chops are quite nice yeah like, oh, just put it that way you know what i mean like she can she can she's very versatile in in her acting abilities yeah for the four my favorite character ever of anything all time. Like you guys can see in the background, those are my signed first editions of the whole series. <laughs> like um, we certainly got very, quite a treat with having Zoe Robbins. Now, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is like, what else have you guys like noticed about the episode where you're just like, man, I really like that. Yes, yes, Lee, go for it. So I will, this is not just about the episode, but I, I'm really glad about the representation throughout the series so far. Mm -hmm. um, it, it feels like a utopian kind of world. Mm -hmm. where every everyone and I've already been seeing like different sexual orientations being represented like different um lots of different cultures and things coming in and characters like a wide range we're not just watching <laughs> you know I don't know it's I love it I love so, that they're doing that. it feels like how it should feel you right. know like um 
Right. So instead, like, it's like, it's like our perfect future, right? Like where it's like, ah, all of our, all of our problems got worked out. (laughs) Were were you guys where the women are in charge? Hey. 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 (laughs) Wardle, one of us, or whatever it's called. Ward. Ward, Wardle. No. Yeah, Ward, right? Aren't they warders? Warders? Yeah. 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 No, but I, I get what you guys are saying. It's it's a it's a it's a very fresh breath of air in the change of pace of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I I get it. I I'm not you know saying it's terrible. You know, um, I like it. It's a change of pace because all you see is male dominated roles, and you know they get majority of the screen time and you know, in, in the actual world life, they also get paid more and it kind of fucking sucks. Right. But you can guarantee that the females are getting paid more in this, you know, because they have, they have the majority of the roles, yeah. you know, and they are high, they are the, the stars of the show. Yeah. That's literally what it seems like the book series was, was all women, power empowerment roles yes and, and and it's good it's a change of pace right like i said um because in in the world of hollywood it, it is a male dominated world yeah and it's, it's i would it's say nice. just the world you don't have to like limit it to hollywood <laughs> well, yeah. The world. yeah i mean you're not wrong i mean think about you know in terms of life salaries men make what and on average make, an extra is. like 10 grand more Mm-hmm. per year mm-hmm. for the yeah. same exact role yeah you know so it's just it's nice. really it's nice to see like the representation in the cast not just in like not just male female not just ethnicity not just race not just religion right not just sexuality right mm-hmm. it's like we get like the it's like the whole world is in this one like it's like everything from all over the world is uh, is here you know yes yeah i also generally like vibe with like the the spiritual spiritual earthiness of the whole show okay like and what they believe in and like even their prayers um from they call it the old way or something the old old tongue. tongue Mm-hmm. the old tongue and then they have like it's just it's just really jives with my personal beliefs <laughs> well yeah especially like when they explain kind of how the wheel works you know and it takes you know one when, when one person dies it eventually the wheel eventually will spit them back out somewhere else yeah you know what I mean? like we were talking last night after the episode just briefly about reincarnation and yeah, it, I, I'm with the, it kind of jives with my whole idea of like the, the way that life and the world works, I guess, yeah. you know, like how we're all connected, things like that, you know, it's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I like that. They're, that it's in the mainstream. Yeah. Oh, I love be, it. Love uh, it. You know, so <laughs> anything else, anything else that you guys like, are just like, man, I so I'll go through a couple of the points in, in the episode. Let me know Mm -hmm. if you guys want to talk about any of them. Um, so Logan being gentled, Warren talking to Logan before, like, while everybody else was out, you know, having that secret side conversation, um, Leandrin explaining to Nynaeve, you know, about what the Ajahs were and somehow taking like a special interest in her, um you know the the Matt about oh what's up I might not remember all the things that you're saying but when when Leandra was talking to what's her face the dragon Mm -hmm. um she like at first she was very abrasive but it was it was interesting to me that when they came back to their conversation they were both very relaxed and very comfortable with each other I feel like she might put on like a hard sneakiness and be having some political goals, but I don't think she's like inherently bad or anything. Got it. So you think her true nature is like 
one that's a little less rigid. I do. And I think she's just more of a ready, ready, fire, aim kind of person, mm-hmm. like with her wanting to do something about the false dragon faster. And I right. did want to talk about what endless resistance. Um, the, uh, <laughs> when Maureen has her secret conversation, I thought that was weird. Cause she said like, no one else is here right now. She might just have a different use for the dragon mm-hmm. and it, I don't know if she's going to try to protect the dragon because it's so precious. And that's why she's like, wants to keep it on the hush hush, Mm. whatever the dragon is or something. Mm. But as soon as she knew he wasn't the dragon, she like dealt with him. I don't, she has some sort of motive there. Yeah. All right. Tell what it is. I love it. All right. So uh, (laughs) continuing to go backwards, just interrupt me if you got something. Um, Mm -hmm the warder conversation and Nynaeve and Lan clearly getting closer. Um, the, the like idea that like I, some I said, I clearly sleep with their warders and have relationships with one or all of them. Um, you know, and I, what else going backwards in that? I said, I camp. Oh, the battle. Like, did you guys like the battle scene? I did like the battle scene. I I much preferred though when all of them worked together to um, gentle the dragon and I liked how they held their hands and how they all like aesthetically looked mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but the I don't know I, the battle scene didn't like stay in my brain as much or something got it Reason. yeah I'm not I will after seeing tons and tons of shows and movies with battle scenes it was not my favorite oh right it wasn't overwhelming right no not at all not right. compared to the two towers fight scene at the towers not compared to Braveheart. not compared to you know what i mean like i can mention fucking 50 other movies where i you know i've watched intense crazy battles i mean right. shit uh game of thrones the battle of the bastards mm-hmm. jesus christ you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. This one was just, I don't think it was such an epic scale. So I don't think it could, could reach that limit of awesomeness right. in my mind. Right. I don't think this is the battle to end all battles. You know what I mean? They're going to have that big battle that they keep talking about. Right. Um, so hopefully that comes to fruition in later seasons. And right. we have this just gigantic wild ass battle where you see magic being used you see you know, hopefully see a dragon you know what i mean like <laughs> cool. you know what right. i mean i thought yeah. you were gonna see a dragon when it opened up to the sky when no. the arrows were coming i was like oh it's gonna be a dragon we're not gonna see dragon in season one i that's that that is why i'm like there's no fucking way never is a dragon <laughs> They're not pulling out all their stops in the first fucking season. All right. You know what I mean? I um, love it. But can I, can I say what I liked real quick about the battle? Because yes. this is the this is what I was like. You're right. There are so many overwhelming in their scale and in like the breadth uh, battle scenes that we have. What I loved about this is how intimate and chaotic it felt. So like Robert it's Jordan- chaotic as shit. I will agree with that. I would, yeah. Like, so Robert Jordan is a Vietnam vet and he is writing these things. He wrote, his battle scenes are perhaps um, the most like- realistic things like he writes some battle scenes where he's where the character is in them and you have no idea what's going on right you know that certain things are happening and you can pull it out but the chaos like you can feel the chaos of battle and then he has other scenes where he's writing from a general's perspective and you can see the overarching like picture of it all and the chessboard of it um and so i'm hoping i'm with you reese i'm hoping that like later on down the road we will 100 get those like epic overpowering like 
Battle of Winterfell, Battle of the Bastards, like Cersei blowing up the Sept. Like, I hope that we get those. Um, but like what I loved about this was how intimate it felt and how chaotic and how like I really there were times where I just felt like I couldn't breathe from um just from being overwhelmed like Nynaeve really represented me in that moment your point Nynaeve, Nynaeve, yeah because Nynaeve I was gonna say after you were finished Nynaeve was freaking the fuck out she had no idea what to do and still that wasn't even enough for her to be able to use her channeling powers right right I do feel like like what Maureen is saying though it's much more like real real life war the yeah. chaos and the unsurety and like taking the action even though you're afraid because you have to was like where she came with it mm -hmm. it's like yeah. you panic and there's no time for panic like it seems more realistic mm -hmm. and like lifelike like and I can put myself there like how you can yeah yeah. I liked how, you know, she, even though she was extremely panicked and she was literally what seemingly looked like a panic attack mm -hmm. um, in the middle of a battle, when someone ran up on her, she didn't hesitate to pull out a blade and stab the fuck out of him. She just shivered. Literally shivered. I didn't even see her pull it out. She was just like, whack, 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 and yeah. just dropped it. Shanked, bitch. Yeah. Oh my God. She was great. This is my girl. That's my girl. You see chiving other in other episodes too. It was very jail <laughs> like, and I was like, "Dang, that's cold." Like I remember thinking that before. We've seen that in yes, the wheel of shivs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's. So we we had that awesome battle. We had Tom Marilyn fighting the Fade, and like. Is he still alive? Wait, what? I don't Where? even remember. The um, so the the fade came out of the shadows, right? And like was like, oh, that's oh, like the, I see. And the, the singer. singer, yeah. The, what do they call him? Glee man. A glee man. A glee man. So yeah, he was he was fighting him, and the they just the Rand and and Matt rode off without him. Yeah, you don't know what the hell happened. Right, right. So I, yeah, he's. Uh, you so still think there's a darkness to him? So the Glee man, I think he's. I think he's like trying to act like he's helping them, but like he stays back and is like, "Yo, bro, what's going on? What do you need next?" Well, so even Matt and and Rand had a conversation about the Glee man um, on the horses on the way to the that farm where they slept. Um, and they, and Rand was like, maybe he killed her to gain our trust. Right. The, the bar, the bar maybe. I right. just, I think he's, so, he's something. Something's, I don't like him and I don't know why yet, but there's something, something I don't like about him. And he's, he was thinking that Matt, he was trying to say like that Matt was channeling or possibly channeling or going to go mad or something because he's channeling but i think his what's going on with matt is entirely different yeah. but he's like using that as like a he's just i don't know and he, i don't believe his stupid story oh, about his brother like awesome. new theory maybe okay. he knows that matt has the darkness in him and it's not channeling and that he wants to use that in some way shape or form later Ooh. you know what i mean do you think? Because maybe he's he watched him throw up, and he he was like, he was like, is he all right? They were he, Rand and him were having the conversation, and Rand was like, oh, I don't know, maybe pick something up in the last town we were at, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And so maybe the Gleeman can see that he can use that in some way. Yeah. So Tom's trying to kind of like separate Rand and Matt to use uh, Matt for his own purposes yeah nice nice all right all right so cool so we got a little bit of tom and working backwards uh yep tinkers aram and uh aguane aram aram and aguane 
Um, and do you, so Aram and Egwene, they had some really interesting conversations where Aram is like, you know, oh, the song, the song, and his cynical attitude is that, you know, it doesn't really exist. And Egwene is like, are you sure you haven't already found it? And I loved that, like looking at the yeah, same really thing cool. from two different perspectives, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, that was very- yeah, it's kind of indicative of their characters, right? Where it's like, you know, Aram is, is looking at his people and he loves them. And, you know, he was talking about Rumspringa and he hasn't hit, he hasn't hit 20 yet. Right. Like, you know, he's talking about his people and he's just like, I don't know, man. Right. And, and I like, I love my people, but I don't know if I, I buy into all this nonsense. Right. And Egwene is just like, what if, what if you're already there? You know, Egwene is looking around going, this might be Egwene who is now, you know, fought Trollocs and been in a city taken over by evil and, you know, seen fades and like all of this darkness. And she's looking around and seeing this like peaceful people. Right. And she's like, why, you know, how is this not paradise? I have a feeling now that you said something i had no idea he wasn't 20 i think he's gonna go off with them oh i think perrin and Egwene are gonna have to split off eventually and i think that dude i can't remember his name but he's gonna go with them so it doesn't happen in the books but i will tell you i would not be surprised if it happens in the show so i like that's part of my own thing where i'm just like I would not be surprised if Aram leaves with Egwene and Perrin. It doesn't happen that way in the books, but it might in the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either, especially now that you say he's not 20 yet. Because mm-hmm. he looks like he could be close. He, yeah, he's, he's like, he's got to be close in age to Egwene. Right. You know. Um, all right, so doing that and working backwards, any more thoughts on the wolves? Because you guys were, were focused on the wolves before we talked. And did we see anything about wolves in this episode? No. All right. I don't think so. Okay. Sweet. All right, and then I think that, and then Loghain, and how awesome, like, I love the, the Loghain that we're getting in the show. Like, which one's Logan? He's the false dragon. Oh, right. Okay. So loved that and loved um, getting to see, uh, like, I didn't love that it happened, but I loved getting to see his character gentled and like just exactly what that does to a man, you know, where he's just sobbing at the end of the episode. Oh, but hold on. Didn't uh, somebody, there was a conversation where after the ladies wind up removing a man from the madness, he, he like, uh, like, well, at least the, the, the Gleeman had talked about it, where he like literally slit his fucking throat at the dinner table. Right. So there's a possibility that Loghain will do something like, if that's true, we, we don't know that we can trust the Gleeman yet. Right. So we don't know if that story is, is actually true. Um, but didn't sure he say that was his brother. son or his brother? No, it was his brother, but nephew. Nephew. Oh, mm-hmm. Both wrong. There's so much that happens. In yeah, episode. dude. I, honestly, like this is it's a lot to take in. Like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to rewatch it all because it's, it's very Game of Thrones-esque where like you can you can. Literally, if you're just not paying attention for a second, you can fucking miss something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like they, so I don't know if I told you they planted something. No, they didn't. I didn't tell you. So this is what made me fall in love with the TV series. And I won't tell you guys what it is, but they planted something for, for non-book readers in this episode 
that in two or three seasons, you're going to come back and rewatch it and say, shit, I can't believe they already put that in there this far in advance. Mm. And that's, that's what made me fall in love with the wheel of time. Right. Is that like, there's stuff that you pick that you like, are just like, oh, that's weird. That doesn't pay off for books and books and books. But when you go back and you reread it, you're just like, I can't believe he was thinking that far ahead already, right? And there was something that was in this episode. Don't go online because all like the, the book reading community thinks it was for them and a little nod, nod, wink, wink. But I think it was for the non-book readers. And that you guys are going to get to have the exact same experience that the book readers have had, where you get to go back to the beginning and say, holy shit, this has all been planned from jump. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Now now you're really excited. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to have a recap where we literally make sure phones are honestly i might even not i like only water no snacks like (laughs) i was like paying attention to the chips and the cookies last night i was like shit like i might have like looked down for a second and missed you know (laughs) fuck so and then the other so the other thing that i will tell you (laughs) is the music also has meaning Yes. So I think, I think I'm starting to feel that. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, it's not just meaning in terms of like, oh, this is going to evoke a really powerful emotion. The music has clues in and of itself. (laughs) I was gathering when you said to go back and listen very carefully to whatchamacallit man and I was like I was first I was wondering if it was the winds or something Mm -hmm. but the music seems like something I don't yeah it's going to be a blast ah (laughs) all right well thank you for coming to books from earth Lee and Reese it has been a pleasure as well and like yeah Love having you guys on and say say good night and have a wonderful day, everybody. Good night. Bye guys. Have a great day.